0: The Red Room Theater, episode 65, That Thing You Do. Noise! the Red Rum Tour, where we watch movies. We l- love movies. We you, 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 movies. <laughs> we were raised by movies. You sound <laughs> like Jim Carrey in reverse. <laughs> and dude, you. That head slam at the end of that moment looked like it hurt. Let's watch that again. What an easy replay. <laughs> the fact that you knew exactly where I was <laughs> is unbelievable to me. <laughs> so, we are your host, Ernesto Alanis. Oh, we're keeping all that? <laughs> yes, yes, we are. F it. <laughs> oh, we're a minute in, baby. That's right. Um, you got some editing to do, Wayne. So I'm Russell Olanese. And I'm Antonio Marino. And every week we look at one of the movies that raises us up. This movie raises us right, raises us wrong. Today we're going to the movie, That Thing You Do, How We learn From That. I'm Spartacus. Don't be a Jimmy. Do not be a Jimmy. So let's put, let's put us into this movie. Jimmy, Jimmy. Okay. I can't believe it. this is 96 for real. 1996. So this is my freshman year. This movie is a ninety-three percent Rotten Tomatoes. It beats out Shawshank. Insanity. Shawshank is ninety-one percent. This is ninety-three percent. Okay, ninety-one was pretty damn. We weird. saw this movie how many times in the theater? Three or four. I saw it three times in the theater. I saw it. I saw it at the. I saw it three or four times in the theater because that's when I first started getting good at drums. I, that's when I joined them. First joined the Marching Band. I was playing, like, you know, regularly and was in my first band, which was. Pretty much, it was me, <laughs> Dan Riley, Chris Bourgeois, and Jamel Taylor. We might as well have been a Nirvana cover band. That's a, pretty much all we played, but it was all. I mean, you remember a show? Yeah, we played one show, and then we quit. <laughs> <laughs> Where was the show at, dude? It's uh, the neighbor's backyard, dude. That's awesome, dude. Wait, I remember that. You went, you and JR yes. uh, and them were there. That's right, it dude. It was in the backyard. That's, that's great, they dude. They had like coolers, like with pops and stuff, yeah, like with was, bagels. <laughs> that was awesome, dude. Okay, so October fourth, nineteen ninety six is when we drops out. Okay, this is Tom Hanks' directorial debut. He wrote this and directed this. Okay, um, it is incredible that he wrote right this right on time. As a writer, this is fantastic. It's so I cannot believe how good it is, dude. Um, You're no use to me now. His wife was a smoke show in this, dude. Oh, Woo. cow. Okay, so she's she's crazy, too, man. She, so the lines. She's, she's just a like, cocktail wager. She goes, and... I lost you, haven't I? Like, she, she is a predator, dude. Well, do you hear what she says? What? Roving hands. Great cock and bull. <laughs> she means tucking trash. I know. <laughs> That's the way she said it. What? Roving hands? Oh, you're a roving hands. Yeah, she's just copping feels like crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that thing you do is nominated for Best Original Song. You are my biggest fan. Oh yeah? Sit down and buy me a drink. <laughs> <laughs> and it loses to Evita. The eyebrow bitch? <laughs> Oh it's, no! It's Frida. You don't know. That's Frida. Frida. <laughs> don't cry for me, Argentina. Yes. <laughs> you just called Mexicans' greatest female champion the eyebrow bee. Listen, this is coming. This last time, somebody, at, dude. When I was in San Antonio and Ariana was driving me around, showing me stuff. She goes, "Yeah, this is Cesar Chavez, whatever." And I go, "Is that a boxer?" <laughs> Oh my gosh, Tony Oh man I'm so cultured Dude, I'm big time um, no, uh, Dude, I just realized I got Cinnamon Toast Crunch at the crib Yes You're <laughs> so stupid But um, he loses to Avita And it's sad um, This is the year that Fargo flipped up the Oscars Fargo killed everything this year Fargo was un. Dude, you watch that movie and you're freezing cold You're so into this movie It's great <laughs> So the plot of this film is very simple. This true quote. (laughs) Um, The plot is a 1960s garage band. Writes a hit song, and they ride the wave all the way to its inevitable conclusion. One-hit wonder. It's a common tale. Dude, that writing is unbelievable. The The name of the band is, like, there's, there's literally, the name of the band gets you to a punch at the end of the movie, and it's a huge punchline. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I didn't think about that. I mean, it, it, the whole like it, yeah. it, it just wraps up completely at the very end there. The Beatles use an E A as in Beatles. We can use an O N E as in wonders. One get it? Yeah, I get it. Looks like O-needers. And Then he writes it out. Get see one Yeah, get it. Oneeders. <laughs> it's <the> Netters. <laughs> hey, that's onetters. You know what this is? Presidential flashcards. <laughs> <laughs> We watch it in the theater. I see it three times. You see it three or four times. At least three or four. It's a magical film, dude. I'm telling you. It's innocence of youth, hope, dreams. And it's clean. It's way clean. It's. I mean, I know the '60s had at the same time this movie's going on. There's a drug culture back. Then all, but this movie is like a very. Beach boys hanging out with Charles Manson. Yeah. This is a very (laughs) idyllic view of the '60s, and it is. It's like America that's gone. It's. It's a wonderful story, dude. Um, I, I, I it's great. So, we'll work, work through the cast and then go through the movie. So, the cast, here we go. Tom Everett Scott is Guy Patterson. The guy has a charisma in this film. He's lovable. You love him. Dude, he owns the screen when he's on the screen, dude. He's. The, it's, it's about the band, but it's about him. It's his story. He leaves the, the band. Hey, wishes to address us, so zip. He is. Um, dude, I'll tell you what, though. These guys, I think, I think, Steve Zahn might have played a little guitar, but these guys literally had to be taught for, like, a hard six months how to play instruments. They play their stinking instruments. Yes, they do. If you play anything and you watch the movie, they are playing. Yes, sir. as you watch. You he can... is playing the drums, dude. Zahn's like, or Edge was like, Zahn's playing the guitar. Like she's... Well, not only is Guy playing the drums, but this is back in the day. He's playing a traditional grip. I it. I've that? been playing for 23 24 years. I don't play traditional grip. What does that mean? That means okay, it is absolutely useless. Like there's no point to doing it because the 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 traditional grip came come from the Civil War. The drums were tilted, so they had to learn how to hold their sticks like that because of the angle of the drum. Now, hardcore old school jazz and and really like um schooled like like professional drummers they played that traditional grip uh buddy rich was a huge proponent of the traditional grip because of how he filled he he was so fast so around the drums but it doesn't really there's not really a big advantage to playing that like i play match grip you're going to generate a lot more power playing like that but if you watch the hardcore drum lines and uh, like badass snare drummers they all play that traditional grip it's hard as hell to play that like that, it's. First of all, cr- you're blowing my mind, knowing all this history of, the, of the the drum only, grips. The only thing I've ever loved, loved, was was dr- playing music, playing drums. It's my favorite. Oh. I, me and Sean O'Dell, we were talking, and um, I'm getting to a point in my life where I'm really like playing a lot more than I ever have. You, you, I, you're, I love, you're playing so much. I love playing. I am gonna special order a drum head and do what the big timers do, and I'm gonna put my stick initials on my drum head. So no matter where I'm playing or what I'm doing, I'm always like, hey, this is me. Like I'm, I'm On your bass oh, drum? Oh, yeah. That's kind of awesome. Kind of as bad as a mug shoot. Well, you do AM you do... Yeah. Well, that's my initials, motherfucker. What do you think I'm to do? <laughs> Are you going to design it? Are you going to figure out like, your calligraphy? How you I'm going to do like, I'll have the, the the drum company that I'm playing. I'll have their logo. i have the simple company logo on my thing. I'll have my initials. Like, AHM? Like I'm... <laughs> okay, dad. <laughs> <laughs> you so stupid, dude. <laughs> Oh, I mean, what the hell is the age for? That's probably how he thinks you spell your middle name. <laughs> You're so stupid. You gonna blast him on his podcast, dude. Oh shit, dude. That dude, was me, so... me and my dad me and dad argued about my name. He goes, You're not your name's not like that. I'm like, this is my name. He goes, it's not your name. I was You're there like, when we named you. Yeah, you were there when you named me. And then I seen you again last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um but uh, t- this guy doesn't do much after this. Tom Everett Scott doesn't go on from this point. Tom Everett Scott makes this movie. Does a great job in, as, as a cast member of this movie. Uh, they call him Stitch. Why do they call him Stitch? I don't get that part. But Guy is sneaking awesome. And, um, they call him Skitch, not Stitch. Skitch. Why Skitch? No idea. Okay. Um, but he is so good in this. After this, he does that uh, <laughs> werewolf film. He also does Dead Man on Campus. Which was awesome. Dead man on campus. Him and Zach Morris from Save of the Villa. What are you talking they about? They did a college movie where um, they were roommates, and Zach Morris, he was just living it up, college lifestyle, partying like crazy. <laughs> so then he got um, skits to start partying like that, and then all their grades dropped, and well... <clears throat> he I was, remember this. He was on a scholarship, so he had to keep the grades up, and they, they read a clause in the... If your roommate then dies... Then you need that emotional support, so they will give you straight A's for that semester. So they, so I, they start I, trying to recruit roommates that are suicidal. <laughs> it's this. crazy <laughs> as hell, dude. It's a dark comedy. It's funny as hell. That, that was him. I forgot that was him. Yeah. He's also... He's the... Other man in La La Land. You never saw that, did you? Ain't nobody wants La La Land. I hated that movie. Too bad a lot of people loved it. I hated that movie. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> la, la, la. <laughs> but um, he plays the other guy, and you're like, oh, I miss you, Timberman Scott. Then you have Liv Tyler as Faye. Sweet How do you Faye. go straight to Liv Tyler? That's the order. At IMDb had it. Too bad I've got it. Hanks, Everett Scott, Jimmy, Ethan Embry, which was it crazy. Ethan Embry is the little kid from Dutch. Oh my gosh. Is that crazy? No, it's not. Yes, it is. He thinned out when he big time when he got older. Yeah, well, he's a young kid. Yeah, um, so Liv Tyler's Faye. Her, She's beautiful. Her most movie. biggest movie of ever time. And she, like I love that 60 style she has. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. Her hair, that beehive she has the end, Oh, my goodness, with her, oh, man. With that red shawl man, she wears? It is a crime Jimmy upsets her looking like that. And he, and he you know what's crazy? is only Skitch says, you look very nicely. No one else has said anything to her to compliment her on her, her appearance. Dude, I love that Tom Hanks took care of her like that. That's, I know. That's so cool I took care of her. Um, Liv Tyler, what's her biggest movie, you think, in American America? Armageddon. It By is. Far. but um, Armageddon is the movie that everyone knows her from. And I hate Armageddon. How do you hate Armageddon? It's Jerry Bruckheimer, my arch nemesis in life. Listen, I'll tell you what, though. It's Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi made me was. How about when when he was singing, (laughs) leaving on a jet plane, and then stinking Michael Hector's like, leave it on a jet plane, and then Buscemi starts tearing it up. Dude. That movie's so much fun, dude. dude. Great. It's stupid. It's con air stupid, but it's fun, It's con it's air fun, stupid. Dude. dude, there's an explosion every 120 seconds. Listen. Every single musical like uh, note. The Rock is... is the same way, and I love it. Come on. I'll be best be getting you, boy. <laughs> I love it. I love <laughs> this shit. Dude, I hate. I'm like a two-hour trailer. Every scene is like, dun, 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 dun. how funny was it though when he discovers the, uh, the what do you call it? An asteroid? Is that yeah. what it is? The guy discovers it and he goes, So I heard if you find it, you can name it. He goes, Yeah, yeah, that's true. And he goes, Can I name it after my wife? And she's like, oh. And he's like, It's a, what do you say? It's an evil. Life sucking bitch, where there's no, there's no escape. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. She's like flipping a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny, dude. But my, I know her from Lord of the Rings trilogy. I ain't she never even seen the Lord elf, of She plays an elf, dude. Rings. She is beautiful as an elf, dude. Like the mirrors, huh? <laughs> I'm just saying. Beautiful elf, do saying you? Scott, uh, 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 Spock fan, huh? <laughs> Love them Vulcans, dude.
1: That's why. Vulcan I can't damn
0: near kill them, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. One. <laughs> <laughs> dude, <it's so> <laughs> um, but she also, she's incredible Hulk. She was uh she played the one with Edward Norton, she plays Betty Brant. Whack ass incredible Hulk. And I love Norton. Dude, I, it was better than the the one with uh listen. Ruffalo needs a standalone Hulk movie. He, he is insane. He's so good. He is Bruce Banner, dude, dude. The Third Thor is almost a Hulk movie. I know. Henry said it was amazing. You I have haven't seen, seen it. That, no. You just blew my mind. Dude. I, I see that, dude. Shit. Um, so, uh, Liv Tyler's also on Empire Records, dude. Uh, oh, my goodness. Remember that movie? That is up there with High Fidelity. It's what? a record, record store. store. You're right. They don't have them no more. They're gone. I remember my. Favorite. There's some in Chicago. There's like one in Chicago. Big cities will have record stores. Still. There's one in, in Royal Oak. See, you have them in hipster um, towns. But I remember I I got a job at Best Buy, and I was so excited because I was in media, so I was doing CDs and movies. You were the and, Best Buy. I yeah, remember that. I got to play of the month no you didn't like a mug my man it was so funny because our mom worked there <laughs> it was so funny we were in the meeting one time and they were talking about how how, how important housekeeping was and stuff we're sitting there and he's like you guys got to pick up up yourself it's not like your mom's gonna do it for you here and then it, like everybody stopped and he goes well not all of a sudden i'm like damn dude. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and then mom's rubbing my back i'm like stop mom damn <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were the yellow vest in everything huh Ain't anyway, no vest full. Blue polos with the yellow uh, name tag. Okay, so you did. Sorry, sorry. Um, but uh, she also yeah, is in... They don't even really got a CD section no more anymore. No, it's so... It's like one, two rows. Oh, poor music industry, man. It's Dude. dead. Then she also was in Jersey Girl, which oh. I loved. Anybody who didn't like that is an asshole. <laughs> that movie's so stinking. <laughs> That's where we first saw the musical with... Johnny Ta- uh, Desk musical. Um. um pff- not lemony snicket no it's uh why'd you even say that i had it i took my tongue <laughs> um the something barber the, the demon barber of something street fleet street the demon barber of fleet street why did you have to say lemony snicket i'm sorry that's what's in my head now <laughs> um, our pets heads are falling off dude that musical they do that though at front of the whole school is hilarious because everybody's doing cats everyone's doing, it's so funny all these little kids, everyone's doing cats and they come up there with that dude and it, dude, it's unbelievable. Blink, blink, blink. It's so cute. Sweet, Sweetie Todd? Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Um, dude, it, that scene where he's not going to make it and so George Cardinal is going to play the role for her, for the little girl and Ben Affleck shows up just in time, switches costumes with his dad and he gets out there and she looks up at him the smile and surprise on her face, it kills me, dude. Dude, that movie... Because she's such a pretty little girl, man. That movie's so real, and it can be dog, Kevin Smith, for being so vulnerable, but you can make a movie that's sweet. You're allowed to make movies that are sweet and sincere. You're allowed to dude, do we're that. Dude, na- we're in the generation of the troll, dude. Come on. You so can't do shit. Right. Liv Tyler has a kind of good career. Then you have... You know how many people would have talked trash at Mother Teresa nowadays, dude? Oh, they're obviously Everybody's out stupid, dude. You have Jonathan Schaefer as Jimmy Madeline II. Listen, he, number one, he's a stud. Like in real life, holy crap! And it, the movie starts out with him being a good guy. Well, you know, the he's, fame eats his ass, though. But it's there the whole time, though. Yeah. Remember when she started to explain him how smart he was, and they're like, mm. "I feel bad." He's, he's trying to, and that happens, dude. Girls live for when their girls, men, to... dude. I knew this Ooh. girl. Me and Henry knew this girl, dude. And she had this new boyfriend. And she was always trying, like, when it's me and Henry, there's nobody else there. Like, we're so crazy, we're so. So she would sit there and just audibly tell us, "You don't even know he's so funny, guys. He's just really shy around people. He's not." I'm just like, he's sitting right there. I'm like, Damn, dude, you, know, you don't understand. He's so funny. And I'm just like, we believe you, dude. People do that all the time for their, like, for their spouses. Chill, like, you don't understand what it's like when no one's around. It's crazy, dude. <laughs> dude. My girl, Shayla, is so funny, dude. She We were at Marcella's wedding, and she, her and her boyfriend, which her boyfriend is amazing. You love the guy, yeah. And he's so good looking, and he's, but, and he's just, so, just so down, and we just met him. So me and Jesus, we're, we're sitting at the table, and we're crazy, dude. We I, I know. We had to laugh it so hard. So then he started trying to like be with us and stuff. And she literally grabbed his arm. She goes, Babe, don't try to hang with them. <laughs> it was so. Oh funny. my gosh, dude. She pretty much was like, Okay, they're headliners. <laughs> Liv Tyler is a girlfriend. She's a great girlfriend in this movie. She is. She's a great girlfriend of all time. She's way too good for him, dude. She, she just is so supportive of him. in him. <laughs> oh, dude. She knows all his songs. I mean, she's a great. She's off to the side singing them all, dude. You compare her. With stinking Charlize? T- Tina, right? Tina. Tina. I'm Tina. All day? With a dentist? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> she is a terrible girlfriend. Oh, she's a biatch. Dude, she... I hate. You know what? I've hated her as an actress my whole life because of this stinking movie. What? This movie colored me so bad, I never gave her a chance. Have you not seen... What's that movie with uh, Al Pacino and Keanu Reeves? Devil's... Advocate. She was amazing in that. Movie was messed up. Yeah, but it was so good, dude. Ella Pacino, dude. <sighs> but um, she she's had some good movies. Like uh, she's been too in. Bad I can't even watch Monster, dude. Mad Max Fury Road. I haven't seen it. it. Is so I good, heard. Tony. It's amazing. I it's, heard she's bad. And one. I heard that movie wasn't supposed to do shit, but cleaned up at the Stinkin' yes, Oscars. Yes, it did. That one it here. did. It was it, it was. it was a. F- I can't believe he made it, dude. It was. Incredible. It was a spectacle, too, wasn't it? Uh, she's in Reindeer Games. With also Gary's. with Ben Affleck, right? Ben Affleck. Um, she's in what else? She's a Prometheus. <laughs> Member What He just helped. So dude. I'll beat you in ten minutes or something, dude. He's a, didn't he like propose to her? Yeah, he like. He's like. He's like. He's like, I something, something like racy. And she took him up on it, dude. Yeah, and he was, when she walked out, he was like, oh. Like he, he was surprised it worked. Dude, it was funny, dude. dude. That line worked like a mug, dude. Dude, I was like, he, he I was smiling like. I like that movie. I did too. Yeah, I'll tell you what else. She's in Monster. Don't watch that movie. I, I'm not going to watch that movie. It is brutal. And then um, she was in. The Italian Job. Cider House Rules, boy! I never saw Cider House Rules. It ain't worth watching. Uh, It is, if you like Charlize Theron, but it ain't worth watching. Oh, shoot. So, she's a terrible girlfriend. She doesn't care about what he cares about. He's in a band. She hates that he's in the band. And what would you say? I've heard your song, guy. It's not like I haven't heard your song, guy. That's got a man. But here's the thing. You dumb bitch. (laughs) He's calling you because it's on the radio. And it played again three more times this afternoon. Sound like I haven't heard your song, guy. You, unsupportive biatch. Here's the thing. Any ladies listening, I'm going to tell you something about about men. Women generally value face-to-face time. Like, if you take little kids and you put them in a room to play, little girls, without any coaching, will play facing one another. Because they're they're very social. It's very much interpersonal. Boys will play naturally shoulder-to-shoulder, side-by-side. Because they... Are almost playing alone together. This is why guys watch football or guys go to sporting events because they don't—they're not facing. They're, they're all doing one thing together. That's why guys can be football buddies for ten years and not know anything about each other because they're doing what they, they like to do together. And the like the hobby is the reason, and being with me while I do it matters to me. Which is why my wife when Rufus got married. My wife would stink in. Watch me play video games. She'd come in and watch me play a You're one of those guys. I don't play anymore. Shit, you and Jay Center playing. But she'd come watch, and she doesn't give a rip about. Neither do I. (laughs) But she knew I cared about, so she'd give a little interest. And that meant a lot to me. That's why if you got a man, don't don't have to love his hobby and do it all the time, but don't dismiss it. Don't. Treat it like it's a stupid childhood thing. It, it matters to the dude. Fair? I wouldn't know, man. I ain't got no woman there. <laughs> I watched Black Mirror in, in two weeks, the whole four seasons. But uh, so she's a terrible girlfriend. Then we go to the band Steve Zahn in his easily best role he's ever had. Steve Zahn is the Richie of this movie. Like he yes, is, he is. He owns this movie. He's he so is so funny. I love him. I always, like, I know that guy, hang out with him. He's so he's funny. He's so funny. And his humor is really smart. Because he will, like, there's a scene where he's so, he's mischievous. When um, Tom Hanks wants to go to sleep on the plane and it, give can be the rapper, and you see him smile, and he just starts crunching the, the. Dude, he. Let's is, go see the pilot. Tell him it's your birthday. <laughs> dude, it's just. I mean, I, he probably know the crap He's just having fun, man. He just enjoying life. And even when Jimmy sucks. He plays the hell out of guitar, too, man, in that movie. Zahn just, like, doesn't even get mad about it. He's just like, okay, you suck. Doesn't get mad when, he's like, you're gonna sign it. We're all gonna sign it. Like, he's he like, goes, um, let me get a couple hundred dollars. I'm going to Vegas. He's like, no. And Jimmy's like, no. Dude, he doesn't get mad about it. He's, no. he's so cool. You go as guy, he's a sucker. And guys like jump change. <laughs> but dude, Steve Zahn in this film, I mean, it's I, I I know the jokes are coming. I laugh every time. So funny, dude. Who used to be influences? <laughs> uh, Captain Geach and the shrimp shack shooters. And Tom Hanks face is so annoying, oh, dude. Man. Dude. Um <laughs> Oh, I'm not with these guys. I got a pig in competition (laughs) over in the livestock, and I'm going to bring home that blue ribbon. (laughs) (laughs) And the announcer is just just like, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Then that goes into the best song of the whole movie. You love that song. Bop, come on, pretty baby. Dude, that song, the story I was going to tell last week when you so rudely interrupted me. Okay. So me and Jesus were hanging out at CLI. This band was supposed to play. They C- CLI? Crescent Lake Inn. Okay. So they ended up not showing up, and they called the band last minute to come. Oh, so we're kind of hanging. Let's see what this band's all about. Halfway through the first set, they play this song. No. And I was like, was, is this a real song, or is this from the movie? And between sets, I'm bullshitting with the bass player and the drummer, and they go, dude, I came to practice and I said, "Listen, I just watched this movie. We're going to learn this song." And they learned it because it was so awesome in that movie. And they play at the bar. I was freaking out looking around like, nobody knows what this is. Tony, I was going to tell you, you gotta play the thing you do at the bar one day. Uh, me and Drew have already talked about it. Tony, wouldn't that be crazy? It would burn the house down. because I it's, know It's, it's not Too bad. Th- it wouldn't burn the house down. It would be awesome for us. <laughs> but the thing is, '90s kids have seen this movie and would know the song from that. True that. Everybody does know it. I'm t- it would it would be age that you'd go crazy. She'd be like the little. She'd be like the kid, The girl. The girl at the ticket. Uh, Sullivan Theater. Yeah. <laughs> With the arms. long ass arms. <laughs> or how about that one dude? Hey, is that our fan? Dude. Um. Zahn has had some decent roles. Saving Silverman was a great role for him. Him and Jack Black are too amazing to only have done. One their one. their um Neil Diamond cover band is so funny. It's so good. It's so incredible, dude. dude they're just singing, just getting into it, dude. Loving the rocks. I've heard that one many times. <laughs> dude. <laughs> they get that Neil Diamond, dude. <laughs> 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 dude, and uh they're Jeffy's gonna help him kill the guy. It's great. That, that movie's insane, dude. I want a I want a big Montana with curly fries. <laughs> dude. That movie's amazing. I think I'm gay. Then he's like, really? You're not gay. Me well, this too. One time, I <laughs> oh, nasty. Um, Stekin, he was in the new movie War of the Planet of the Apes. He plays he one of the ape. apes, and it's in. He's so good. He's the funny. He makes the movie a little lighter because he's so funny. He's a comic relief. He's an ape. He has the voice of an ape, and the he's into the physical gestures of the ape. It's fantastic. The ape he plays. I heard that's a great one too. It's great. He is in what do we Joy got? Joyride. That's dude. a crazy ass movie. I, that's with him Candy and um, Candy Kane, Paul Walker. Paul Walker, that's right, and Lily Sobieski. Oh, I've always been annoyed by her, dude. Really? Oh, She's not oh. in a lot of movies. Glass she Castle, was in Stinking uh, Eyes, White Shut. Oh, I haven't seen she one. She was one. a young girl on that. Um, stinking, um, you got male riding in cars with boys. He was in. Have you seen that? I have not. I've seen scenes. Henry showed it to me, We and Henry watched it together. His parts are so sad. That's why I've not seen it. I'm he's a fu- comic relief deadbeat dad. Oh, my God. I can't handle that stuff, dude. It's crazy. He's Great also movie. in The Ridiculous Six. <laughs> <Now> listen, <sighs> I know Adam Sandler movies and Netflix are stupid. No, they're not. They're awesome. But all they're of kind them. of funny, too. You see the people for the new movie he's doing? It's going to be amazing. With Him and Kid- Chris Rock. Looks hilarious. With Kid Rock. <laughs> With Chris Rock. You, you know what it is? It's a, a white His girl. son yeah. marrying her daughter. Yeah. Oh, fuck. A white family, to get, become a black that becomes friends. Wife, a Jewish family and a black family. Dude, he's a cheapskate. It's so funny. Do that preview he's with like, the AC? Uh, put on the AC. Does that feel good? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to turn it off. <laughs> 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 Who would be like that, dude? Nobody. Um, Ethan Embry as TV player. He was in one of my favorite 90s movies of all time, which I think came out technically in 2000. But soundtrack is full of amazing 90s gem. You aren't allowed to watch it. It's so good. But holy crap. Is he the main guy? Yes. That movie is He's so good. He's the one good. that is going to the Kurt Vonnegut workshop. Yes! He's going to study with Vonnegut, right? Yes. Um, what's that movie called? Can't Hardly Wait. He writes the letter. Yes. And he throws it away. He's revised it every year to this moment. And he throws it away. Because she's mean to him, right? She's all. Everyone that thinks, but she thinks her life. Well, no, no. She gets the letter. And then after she reads the letter, everybody starts trying to ask her out because her and Mike Dester broke up at the party. Right. He doesn't know everybody was trying to ask her out. And he, he finally gets the nerve, doesn't know she's seen the letter. Goes up to ask her out, and she just thinks he's another one of the creeps, and she just blows him up. Blows so his life bad, up. Dude. Oh, she, she could blow me up like that anytime she wants. Oh, ha, ha. It's true. I am not allowed to watch this movie. I'm not allowed to watch I it. I understand that. That's why I watch it for you. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks, as always. First of all, he named his entire production studio Play Tone Films, dude. Really? If you watch the movie that he produces, at the very end, I'll see the Playtone um, record. It'll be Playtone Films. Playtone Galaxy. Dude, that's so great. Teddy um, you know, Hanks is the best. We love him. He does no wrong, dude. He did no wrong for 15 years until Ron Howard got a hold of him. I can't even defend him. Those three films are terrible. Other than that, the guy is flawless, dude. I still haven't seen Lady Killers. It's okay. It's dumb, but it's funny. Is Marlon Wayne's awesome in that? Marlon Waynes is hilarious, dude. Isn't that the one where Tom Hanks looks like the colonel? Yes. <laughs> it's. I. Some people hated it. I loved it. Because you, you know what else? Believe it or not, I didn't see. What? Catch me if you can. Tony. Is it amazing? It's DiCaprio I and understand, Hanks dude. in a Steven Spielberg film. I and understand. And it's Christopher Walken's greatest film. Really? Walken is unbelievable in this. Isn't he the dad? He's so good. I'm going to have to watch it tonight. Okay. Uh, 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 G-Viravisius <laughs> Chad. So good. What a good actor, dude. Private Ryan is the best role he's ever played. That movie, his scene. When he gets shot up, and they're wiping him, and they turn him over, and all the blood's coming out of the bullet wounds... That's insane, dude. That's like unbelievable effects. Remember when we went and seen this in the theater? Dude, how blown away we were? And it brings you into war because you love Rabisi. You see him dead. You want to kill the men who did it. You're with them. You're like, let's do it. Let's beat these guys. Oh, yeah. it, it, the movie brings you along emotionally. And when Hank says to stop you, you're like, but why? Like, it's the movie's. Dude, when he starts calling for his mom, I want to die. He told that whole long story about it. his mom just wanted to talk to him and he pretended like he was sleeping. That movie, holy crap. I remember on Normandy Beach, trying to heal a guy, trying to a guy gets shot. and the, yep. You're screaming Give at the beach. Give an effing chance. It, Rabisi's fantastic. He's unbelievable. You know what's good in that movie is... Um, Sizemore was the best role he's ever played. Just get shot in the butt or what, boy? He's like, oh, you right. just stand up straight. His his feet all jacked up. Isn't that him? Oh yeah, he got shot up. Um, wh- hope they get a- I'm okay. I just got wounded. He's <laughs> all shot up. The the sniper who always quotes scripture. Barry Pepper. Barry Pepper was so good in this movie. He's he was incredible in this movie. <sighs> he starts saying, "Well, I don't understand, sir." And he goes, "Up them. Pay attention. This is how to bitch." <laughs> <laughs> he talks about how you put me within 400 yards. at Adolf Hitler, this war's over tomorrow, boys. We're going home. <laughs> um, you said that Rabisi is a real life story of someone else. Because in the movie, that thing you do, Rabisi is the drummer. And Rab- I know two drummers at this. Rabisi, when he goes up over and falls, and uh, Embry comes up, starts laughing his ass off. Yeah, Chad fell down. <laughs> <laughs> and when he first falls, he's like, whoa. <laughs> And then he notices he's really hurt, dude. You know two he drummers. Goes, hey, does uh, Chad got a solo wipeout. Every song's uh, every, every song's, song's wipeout wipe to Chad. Chad. <laughs> <laughs> That's brutal, dude. <laughs> Who just happened to Tony? Okay, so there's a guy named Scott from Blink 182. He was on Dude Ranch and Chess Cat, both solid albums. For some reason or another, he couldn't finish one of the tours. And Travis's old band, the Aquabats, was opening for Blink on this tour. So Travis ended up playing double duty because he was such a badass drummer. He played both he played bands? both sets. All all tours. He the rest gotta be tour. exhausted. Travis Barker is one of the best drummers ever, dude. And um Scott never he never played with Blink again after that tour because they literally were like, Look at we're headlining this tour. Blink's blowing up. You're the best drummer that's ever, you know, we've ever seen. And probably gel with the band really well, dude. His, his attitude, his musical ability, he's 10 times musically at his instrument, what either of those two are. And I don't care who you are, what band you're in, you're only going to be as good as your drummer is. If you have a shitty drummer, the band's not doing nothing. You can't. You can't go. And I'm telling you, like in church world, you see bad drummers, you're like, oh, like, man, because a drummer builds a song. If the drummer can control. I've seen bad bands. I've seen you carry them by yourself, Tony. It's been known to happen, dude. You just put it on your back and walk through, and walk across the I'm finish line. You, the only other guy that it was that extreme with was Chad Channing. Who is that? I don't know. Who Chad Channing is. That's the drummer for Nirvana before Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl's the fifth drummer of Nirvana. Wow. Yeah, dude. Chad Channing played on Bleach. And here comes Dave Grohl. How come? Gro- what happened? He get sick? Did he break his arm? Did he? Kurt happened. He didn't. I mean. Kurt was a mastermind, and I don't know how he came across Dave Grohl, but. Dude, if you put that kid out of a band, you must hate them forever, don't you? Mm. Does Scott hate Blink or no? no? I don't know. Nobody's ever heard of him again, <laughs> heard from him <laughs> again, dude. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Smashing Pumpkins, Jimmy Chamberlain is one of the best drummers ever. He had such a bad problem with drugs, they had to kick him out of the band. No way. Uh, so they got Filter's drummer. And the first time I've ever seen Filters drummer play was when they played Tonight Tonight on the MTV Award show. Oh, my gosh. And I remember sitting there watching this guy. who He had a three-piece drum set, a ride to Crash and Hi-Hats, and he had a whole orchestra behind him. And he was amazing, dude. You, If you have a badass drummer, you can only replace him with an equal or better drummer. If you have a shitty drummer and you get a good drummer, you're going to do better. You're going to write better songs. Um, I'm currently playing with a band called Smells Like Flannel. I was a huge fan of this band. I used to go see them at the bar. They're, they are everything that I want in a band. They, it, like it's, it's a cover, a bar cover band. Play four hours a night. You're talking 40, 45 songs you're playing. Three sets. That's unbelievable, songs. dude. And I'd go see them. And I mean, the drummer didn't look like he was having fun it was i mean he couldn't play a lot of the tunes and i'm really good friends with the singer we were in marching band together and i'd come to the shows and i'd you know talk trash and just, and i remember the first time i met the guitar player drew i had no idea he was as amazing as he is and i went up to him and i was you know i had a couple pops I went up to him and i said listen man you guys are awesome but you got an achilles heel man And he just looks at me and never met him before in my life, dude. He just goes, let me guess, you're Antonio. And I go, (laughs) yeah. And he goes, well, you know what? The drummer's my homie. And we asked you first. And I'm like, listen, dude, I was working nights, man. I don't work nights anymore. And like, literally, they thought, like, they were, like, you could tell he was just frustrated. I got the phone call. I just come in and fill in at practice because the drummer was getting married and he didn't have time, and they wanted to keep on their songs. I'm telling you, the first time I sat in with these fools, we played for two, two and a half hours. I I literally had two hours notice before practice, so I didn't learn these songs. I know the, this is my... The songs are in your life. This right. is They're- my genre, dude. The next practice, I'm in the band. Now, we're playing better shows we're getting paid more money we're having a blast we learn every show we learn six new songs we probably got 80 songs 80 to 100 songs right now that we can play it's the funnest band ever and i'm telling you if you have a weak link in the band and it's the drummer it's gonna be noticeable just what happens that i'm blessed with having all the all the instrumentation in this band is awesome Everybody's great. If you want these magic hands, you, you have, have to, to buy, buy these two record needles in <laughs> this clock radio. Now yeah, me have a washer too. <laughs> <laughs> um, now this film, the thing you do, the music in this film, dude. We both bought the album. Heck yes, I bought the CD. I own Apple Music right now. Like, I mean, even the opening credits. How about Little Wild? Do, 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 do. You are the summertime, make me sing. Do, 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 Because you're my girl. And I, you're a guy. Dude, I'll tell you what. What's that song? Little Wild One is awesome, I even like, first of all. Mr. Downtown. Mr. Downtown. I love when they try to talk. They're like, they're stinking. Like, fanboying out on all these bands, And dude. he gets annoyed. Has to Diane Dane. Diane Dane. My first boy-girl thing was. For... First of all, you never say that to somebody. No, dude. It's Lenny, dude. He's hilarious, dude. It is. But, dude, the music. I like all the acts. I like the Chantrells. I like Mr. Chantrelles. Da- sorry I like. I don't like Diane Dane because she's a she's, she's a B, dude. She's dude. perfect for Jimmy, dude. <laughs> I I love Del Paxton. Del Paxton's awesome. Dude, when they jam together in the studio, it's so awesome. When he's at the jazz club, it's awesome. Dude, when just, he goes, you got any good jazz around here? Oh, you want good jazz? Oh, you want good jazz? <laughs> say, who played Jacques cornet? What does he say? With so-and-so on the album. Da-da-da-da. And he's like, uh, Scotty McDonald. Get in the cab! <laughs> oh, get in the cab! Because <laughs> nobody's going to know no! that. No! And he knows it because he's a real jazz and that guy played Classic Grip. That guy played Classic Grip in the, in the jazz trio. That dude was insane. He played Classic Grip because, th- okay, watch it again. Okay. He's playing that Classic Grip, that traditional. Yeah. Because he goes from playing Classic Grip to flipping the stick and playing the butt end on the tom back to Classic Grip. Remember when he's like, do. doo he's doing that with the butt of the stick so he can get that loud deep tone out of that time it's in, he was remember when he does that little solo Yes, and guys yeah. just like holy shit he was he knew he was with real players there like even like the that piano player that ba- the stand-up bass but them dudes were cooking dude dude have you ever watched a live jazz band no dude listen to this I was in jazz band in high school We used to do this jazz festival at our school. Bands from around, jazz bands from around the state would come. Legit. I remember sitting, I remember watching, there there was this kid, I forget his name. He he came and he, and it was like a word was out that this drummer, this was, this white kid, looked like a rock and roll kid, but he was like schooled up the ass. Word was out that he was coming to play with this band from the the school, whatever school he was with. And he was smoking drummer. I mean, smoking, the stuff he was doing in high school, high, high college level stuff he was doing. And I remember the way I looked at him, there was a jazz a jazz trio that came to play that day. They were probably all in their mid-30s. I mean, blow your mind, players. They were rehearsing in the band room to go out and play. And that guy who I was looking at with my jaw on the floor was standing there with his dad, which you could tell his old man pumped all that money into him. Him and his dad were sitting there watching that black dude play the drums, and they were like, oh, my goodness. That trio was so good, the guy who was the head of the whole jazz festival, he handpicked them to be his back, backing band, and he was like a, like a high level, like he was in charge of the whole thing. He handpicked that band to be his band because like, he was the main thing. And he handpicked them to be his backing band for that. Like, I remember sitting there, like, I'm like, I'm way too young to be around this, kind of. It's just, jazz is a whole other level of music, dude. I think, I always said this, Tony, you're a really good drummer, too. I call you a great drummer, okay? Okay. I think what helped help make you stronger is being in the jazz world. Like, you have, yes. being exposed to other, other influences instead of just rock only allowed you to become a much stronger drummer. Listen, dude, when I was in uh, Marching band, jazz band, all that? Marching band, yeah. These are helping you learn rhythm, helping you learn time, theory, tempo, time. Yes. Yeah. Dude, I remember the bands that these musicians in Marching Band, before I joined Marching Band, I thought Marching Band was nerd, nerd central. I joined Marching Band and these guys turned me on to music I never even dreamed of listening to, dude. I The first time I ever heard Primus, I was like, what is happening? I got into Tool. I mean, I got into. Uh, Screaming headless torsos. I mean, bands that like are like, what the heck is this? But the music is so crazy. And then the stuff we were playing was no joke, dude. Well, dude, Mott's band back in the day. Back in the day, it was it. it Gerald was... Spry was the director. You, people came to watch us play. You guys were incredible, dude. Dude, we play at the Silver Dome for state finals. You guys would go out and play in the finals every year. Oh, we were top 10 every year on the state, dude. Funnest times of my life, dude. I am Spartacus. <laughs> you are Spartacus. Now, this soundtrack is fantastic. If you don't own it, buy it, give it a chance. It's incredible. How awesome was Chris Isaac's part? What are you talking about? Uncle Bob. That's Chris Isaac? Yes. No, it's not. Hey, dad I said hi. Yes. You know who else? Paul Feig, the guy who does um, Ghostbusters and Bridesmaids, that director? He is the DJ who is, like, talking. He's like, say hello. And the guy says, hello. He goes, thanks, guy. Go leave your headphones when you leave. That's Paul Feig, dude. Who is it? They're in L.A. They go to the radio show. No, I remember, but who is he? Paul Feig. He's directed Bridesmaids. He directed um, *Stinking Ghostbusters, a new one. He's a director. Directed, um, what did he get? The one with Sandra Bullock and the girl? Um. Paul Feig is what his name is. There's a few... You know, well, um, this music was done by some big musicians in Nashville. <gasps> Paul Feig was the tall, skinny dude on Ski Patrol. Yes. Holy crap. So he's a director now. Um, who, he, one guy you know did music. What was his name that did music for the movie that you, that you like? The guy from um, did, Stacy's Mom's Got It Going On. <laughs> Fountains of Wayne. Fountains Wayne. He wrote that thing. You Do. That's a, it's a great song. But a guy also wrote a lot of music for this, this soundtrack. There's a guy named Rick Elias. And he is one of my, he is my favorite musicians of all time. Had a band called the Ragamuffin Band. And this guy, Rich Mullins, died. Went off on his own and wrote songs for this record, which is unbelievable. That's crazy. You know who had an awesome cameo on this? Who? I don't even know if he was really anything yet. Brian Cranston. He did. He was a NASA. He was an astronaut. He was, He's a, astronaut. He was an astronaut. I was funny, dude. Uh, I what loved was it like? A, it was much like uh, you working with so-and-so on your latest film. It was out of this, this world. It's <laughs> so dude, dude, Kevin Pollack, Pittsburgh <sighs> to Pittsburgh. He was in Pittsburgh to Pittsburgh. Like me. Hey, okay, listen, a couple of things. Watch this as a musician in a band. Is it great to watch a band go from zero to hero? It's it, it just... It's the best thing. It, 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 it happens sometimes. It makes you so... Like, dude, I, when I watch this, I was like, damn, I got a whole future in front of me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude. Dude, that, when they go out and have their... First of all, the first show... When Guy speeds it up, I love them learning on the fly. He said, "It's supposed to be a ballad." He said, like, "But I, it's an up-tempo tune." He said, "I was hearing it in my head because if you notice when they when he practices it with them, he's doing that little rim set thing and he's playing yeah, the cymbals. It's... Doesn't even hit the bass drum. Right before he tears down, he does the that he does the, that thing you do beat. Does he? He goes do ga, ga do get or do didle do." That's how he ends right before he packs his drums up in the garage. I can't believe you noticed that. It's incredible. Are you? You didn't notice that? No, I didn't notice that. Right before he says, "Wonderful," he's like, "Doom, ga do go and then he starts breaking down his drums. And then she's like, "That's it, Guy Patterson. The wonders, dude. This movie is amazing." When he starts going, and Jimmy's like, "Too fast," he goes, "Let's just go with that. And the crowd gets how into it. How about Millenius? It's like, "No, no, no. It's great. It's great." <laughs> Wicked, dude! <laughs> He's like, I love. Shut that. up! I'll kick your ass. <laughs> Eat my shorts, Kevin. Eat my shorts. my shorts. <laughs> dude, that's so What's that guy's name? That guy's funny. Their fan is hilarious. Weird looking guy, but he is funny, uh, dude. Wasn't that guy on Twister? Yes, he was, yeah. dude. That dude's hilarious. Um, you see them come together as a band. You see them watching them go from playing a show to get you know, a gig at, at Villa Pianos. Fans come. Pianos. He has that piece of joint. By the airport? <laughs> then you see the people are dancing like their music. Then you see they get, they get their first record. They sell the record. Then they're on the radio. That's even when they're on the radio. That's what it would be like. That is one of the most. That's what it would be like. Good. When they're running on the street, there's joy bursting from your heart for them. Yes. And then you don't, you don't even pick up on it. The, uh, the bass player's coming out of the Army surplus store with a Marine Corps jacket. Yes, he's, and you see him when they're in the back room doing push-ups. You see, yeah. he is, he he's wants focused. to be a military yeah. guy. I, there's little clues like that in the movie, dude. That, that's fantastic. Um, watch them do the circuit and... But you will be with him until August. <laughs> Wolfman's awesome. Dude, when they blow it in Pittsburgh, that is painful to when watch. When the cymbal falls... Tony, have you ever had a live show go highways on you? Are you kidding me? Dude, I played at the I Rock with Eat Your Heart Out, and I got so drunk, I fell off the stool. And they looked back, and all they seen was a hand up hitting the hi hat, keeping the time for them so I could get back up on the stool. That did not happen, oh, Tony. Yeah. I think we might have been opening for Diane Fetus <laughs> when that happened. <laughs> Antonio! Dude! What are you, mom, dude? Are you pulling the full name out? You never called me Antonio. Dude, I can just see that. <laughs> it's funny as shit. Because Sean turned around he's shaking his head like this. M- <laughs> Tony, that actually happened? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I've done some crazy shit, moms. Dude, it was a bad man. You were there. No. They were all wasted. Oh, my we goodness. You were crazy, man. Tony. We, that, that... My metal days were so crazy. I can't even, I can't even. I'll put it this way. I was so crazy. The Black Dahlia murder were meeting about asking me to play drums for them, but they decided I was too wild. And they're wild. I was just too crazy. I was nuts, dude. We were so crazy. The stuff we used to do, man. I, I, I wish I could remember it because it was fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. dude. We were crazy. Have you ever seen a band blow up on stage? You ever seen it happen? A band fall apart right in front of you? No, not like that. Not bad. Not like. Uh... <laughs> sure I have, man. I... I've had a lot of substances. <laughs> dude, sneak in. I remember when Creed in Chicago came out and Stapp got drunk and was forgetting words and the crowd turned on him. And that was the end of the Creed. It was in Soldier Field in Chicago. Like man, it had to be like ninety nine two thousand. That was the end. Like, Dude, they were huge. They were gigantic. They were they unstoppable. Were so cheesy. Man. Those first two records, though, were the first one was huge. My own prison. The next one, Armlet Open. That song was gigantic. It's huge. That, that Human Clay was actually a decent album. There was a couple good songs but that first my own prison was the biggest song i remember that trl they played it live i was like no Geez. way yeah dude they were was, that, huge. was that when um vanilla boy still hosted it carson yeah he always hosted it man they tried to bring it back and it was so what's dumb. trl mean total request live thank you i'm not come cool come on Gina. i'm not cool tony <laughs> i'm not cool like i care how the song goes that song they used to play, at, at uh, Scott Karpane. You remember that? Who? Never mind. It was a stupid thing from church, dude. <laughs> I remember. I like bananas and mangoes are sweet. <laughs> you remember that? St- uh, blah, blah, shit. blah. blah. Um, Janky jank ass. Okay. In the band. In the garage. Who are you? Are you crazy? You're the drummer? Are you crazy? I know you're a drummer. I mean, personality-wise, who are you? Guy and Lenny got to have sex to create me, Because <laughs> I am stupid crazy. They give me a microphone to just to keep the audience with us. Dude, um, if I'm in the band, I'm, I'm Mr. White, dude. That's who I am. <laughs> you <Yeah, laughs> guys look see good that, in black. Yeah. i would tell you that. I love Dude, Tom Hanks is so good in this. Unbelievable. Guy, where wow. are mine? Where's your shades? Where's your shades? You said it earlier, and I think you're Right. You said to me uh, a couple years back, "This what happens to this band doesn't really happen to bands much anymore because music is so splintered. There is no band that's going to... Because the radio is not even the center of people's musical... No. Back in the day... People, when people kid, like what they're told to like nowadays. It's a disgusting generation. I'm saying, no, but the kids can find on YouTube and like a guy Think like a band that no one's ever heard of on YouTube. So, you know, Bieber was a YouTube kid. Yeah. Like... You don't have a pop music station's driving taste that much well, you anymore. Don't even, you don't even have to work your ass up anymore. You go get on The Voice. You go get on American Idol or something. Dude, I remember I watched that documentary you showed, told me, Hired Guns. Yeah. And the drummers said, listen, before Pro Tools, we were the pros. Mm-hmm. We couldn't mess up when we recorded. You had a, You had to know and play it perfect for the recording. That's crazy. Now is you can fix anything. You can splice and cut up anything now. Dude, I listen to, uh, there's a, um, a producer I know, read a book called um, Hitmaker, I think it's called, Pop, it's, it's called uh, The Pop Music Factory, something like that, and he says, he his, he'll, he'll have a girl, he had, um, what's her name, um, American Idol winner? Kelly. Kelly Clarkson. He had her do her big hit, what was it called? Since You've Been Gone? Since You've Been Gone. He said he cut syllable by syllable for all the takes. He finds the perfect syllable from each take and makes a song out of that. You know who played drums on that recording? Who? Josh Freeze from Perfect Circle. No way! Yes, dude. He was also in a badass um, punk band. I think he was in the Vandals, I'm not sure, but he's in a bunch of badass bands. So, what's your favorite song from the the record? The thing you do? The thing you do? do? Yeah. Is it the one? Is it the, is it your, um... Either that one or or uh, Little Wild One. Little Wild One's awesome. Little Wild One's so good, man. I do love Mr. Downtown, though. Mr. Downtown's I mean... so funny, dude. I love his, uh... Doing that thing they do. <laughs> Who wonders? I love his, like... Dun, 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 that, that, that arm. He's, he's a band leader, bro. Dude, you're I like, do that arm like thing. He's Frankie Valley, dude. I do that arm because of him. I do. I, I watched him like, I do that arm move. Oh, he's a pro up there, dude. He's bad at the bone. Mr. Downtown. Now, going to our patrons, um, those of you who want to support the show, you're more than able to. And anyone that supports the show at a certain level, we give them a shout out on air. And today we give a shout out to our good friend, Mrs. Amber. Mrs. Amber is down in Florida she's down uh, in the center, center of Florida. She moved from Michigan just like a couple months ago. She left us in this cold, nasty uh, booty weather perfect... and moved to Florida. She's got a great job down there. She's doing great. And we asked her her favorite movie. And, her, and surprisingly, her favorite movie isn't a chick flick. It's not a romance. Her favorite movie of all time is Gladiator. Really? Gladiator. Wow. I really like Gladiator. Waltin Phoenix boy, he is the weirdest bad guy, cause he's pathetic. Mm-hmm. He loves his sister like sexually loves her, right? I'm your sister. It's all incestuous and weird, and he's like always oh, crying and pathetic and needy, dude. But listen, Russell Crowe and Gladiator. He said in an interview once, he didn't want to be ripped like Schwarzenegger. He wanted to just be a beast. He is so thick in that movie. He is straight powerful. It's awesome. He's so... And dude, there's there's, there's that one sequence, that one line. What's that dude from Blood Diamond is in that with him? I don't know his name. He's awesome. It's a crazy, weird, long name. It's like a... um, (laughs) (laughs) Does that scene where he says, you know, husband to a murderer? That, That sequence... Is like it stops your breath, dude. When how about when he dies and he's going to be with his family, dude? That's crazy. That movie's amazing. When he takes off his helmet, a of a tigers, dude. It's so. I'm listening to a podcast right now about uh, about Amer- um, how people love pain. How we love watching people hurt. How in movies we want action and blood, but before we had movies, they did it for real. They had hang- live hangings, live executions, horse and quartering, and, oh. and the Romans perfected it. But they had the, the gladiator games. They had the Colosseum where people got murdered, and crowds came and they loved it. And he's question the question, why do we like we people suffer so much, but we do, dude. I know. We were kids. We, dude. I watched my wife fall down. And I'll still laugh. Like, cause I'm just, just you're, you're, we're trained, dude. It's, you know what we are. We're Idiocracy, dude. All my balls, stages, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, ever seen that movie? I'm like, this is us. Yeah. But. Get in the other line, stupid. <laughs> Gladiator is a fantastic film, Amber. You have impeccable taste. That movie's amazing. Dude, he's gonna make Russell Crowe king. And Joaquin kills his father. Is it Peter O'Toole? Who is it? I don't know, but it's horrible. Man, he Was he, it Peter O'Toole? I can't remember who it is. Is that maybe Troy? Um, I can't remember who the dad is, but he... Oh, dude. Glider is a great film. It's gotta be. So if you want to be a patron of the podcast, we would ask you, consider giving a dollar a month. One episode a month, one dollar a month. If a lot of people give a little then a little don't gotta give a lot. We have some great rewards for every time we hit a new tier, we release new shirt designs, we release all kinds of great stuff, and if we have enough people, we currently have 600 downloads a month, or a week. 600 dollars a week. 600? 600, every week. Listen, if everyone gave a dollar, we'd go back to twice a month the next day. We're going monthly, but if you guys start giving, we can do more with the show. So I'm just putting put it out there. Just putting it out there. Now, raised us right. I am Spartacus. Be all that you can be. Dude, you know what's crazy is one great person can b- raise up everyone around them. Absolutely. Like they said that a good player plays well, but a great player. Makes this whole team better. Yeah. And, well, dude, uh, what was it, Rob Zombie on that documentary was saying, yeah. I've got guys, I've hired guys that were better than the last guy, but I loved having the last guy around. The new guy's a great player, but just, it's not good for the morale. No chemistry. Yeah. Steakin, for me, being around, when I was in high school, I was around a crew of kids, Ken Morgan and his whole crew. All straight A's, and they're, they want to go to college, they want to be engineers. That influence made me, I fought them, to get better grades than them, I ended up with great grades, and I went to college. They, that influence helped me become a better student. And now Ken works for a huge company making huge money. Legit. One, dude, one of my good friends at college started some businesses. He's, he, the guy can do anything. He's a millionaire now. he encouraged he dropped out. He dropped out of college, went and made his millions. He encouraged me to start a business, and we started Red Room Theater. And we also started, I started a brand new publishing company, and it's going great. Dude, I got, Tony, I kept calls coming almost every day. People want to publish books with our company. Really? It's awesome. I gotta say no to a lot of them, but still, because uh, it gotta be a good book, you know? Um, <laughs> Dang, Gina. You can't be like, the guy in the hat shot the other guy in the hat. <laughs> Dang, dude. dude that's why you got to get a ghostwriter. Uh, legit. But he is Spartacus. And he, face said it, without you, none of this wouldn't happen. Guy brings the whole band with him to that place they got to. Mm. Movies, shows, he leads them there. You get a great guy, can lead you a lot of great places. Mm-hmm. A great person, not a great, great man. The great Guy Patterson. The great Guy Patterson. Raises wrong. Oh, don't be a Jimmy. Dude, listen. Everybody knows a Jimmy and every band's got a Jimmy. Heck yes, they do. It's weird the thing is though, how if you're really good, how do you know how do you stay humble? If you really are good, like like if you're like Michael Jordan, he you know Michael Jordan? His um code name for security detail is Yahweh, the Hebrew name for the God of the universe. Oh my goodness. If you're great and you may be the best, it's how do you be humble? And people who are talented, it goes to their head. They become awful versions of themselves. Especially when they hear about how good they are. Yes. Over and over from everybody, all these yes men around them, just, just shooting uh, sunlight up your booty hole, dude. That's not good for you. Nope. And Jimmy thinks he's, and you know what? That girl Diane in the movie is terrible for him. She poisons him, dude. Who? Oh, Diane. Diane Dane. Yeah. Diane Dane he goes like, it's like, Diane said, and you see she face hurt by that. Should have dumped you in Pittsburgh. What a piece of shit. Dude, he's so, I, her was speech so, was so sweet. Dude, how about when he's like, which one of you butts said we are engaged? And Tommy's like, same one of us that said you had class. That's legit, dude. Dang, dude. The fair fate wishes to address so zip. She goes, Jimmy, you stay away from me. From now on, you stay away from me. Oh, man, she lets him And then he's a dick. Dude, she's like, shame on me for kissing you with my eyes closed so tightly. Dude, it's sad. It's brutal. She's going to go home, and she's got nothing to wait for her. She's given the last year of her life for this guy and his dream, and she's going home to nothing. It's kind of an awesome ending, dude. It's amazing. Dude, his, li- his line is a good line. When's the last time? You've been good and kissed. And she gives him the day, dude. She's like, New Year's Eve, da da da. What's the guy's name? I can't remember the guy's name. And he goes, okay. And just goes after it, dude. The Bell dude was awesome. The Bell dude was very awesome. I got rock stars in my hotel, movie stars. <laughs> but and they're actually musicians, even better. <laughs> Sneaking. When he kisses her, dude, and she's like, she's done a long, she's done a long time ago. If you see the picture, the whole movie, he, remember the scene where everyone's going nuts for them and they lose her in the crowd? Guy's the one that goes and go Guy goes back for her. He's the one that helps her when she's on the plane and sick. He cares about her, and Jimmy's so selfish, doesn't watch out for her at all. How about Guy was like, you know, Faye looks real bad. She looks real sick. And Jimmy's just like, okay, what's next? Dude, he's, he's He sucks. Focused on his... How about Lenny's like, all right, guys, here playtone wants to have a meeting with us. <laughs> Thing is, if you are good, if you are awesome, even though you're talented, even though you'll be gifted, being a prima donna is not awesome. We all bleed. Dude, have you ever been in that kind of situation with a band where someone was just... You can't talk about it. You can't talk about it anyway. Sorry. Bad question. Bad question. I apologize. You no, know, I've actually been lucky with the groups I've played with, man. Dude, like, there's talks about, dude, he said it best. Sneak in on what's his name. Um, Paxton said it best. L. Paxton. He said, listen, the road. He's like, yeah. time, money, the road. You know, he goes how it just ties people apart. How about when he says, we got a good thing going. It's me, Jimmy, Lenny. Faye. Faye. <laughs> Doesn't say the bass player They don't give the bass player a name, the whole it's, movie. It's hilarious. His uh, the credit, he's, he's TB the base player. player, the bass player. Yep. That's real. I love when it's like, it's good going to church, so watch your mouths. And Ethan's like, it, like they pointed him. Yeah. How about he's the one that knew the verse? Exactly. That's he's hilarious. Like, Luke? Who's Luke? <laughs> <laughs> what are we getting the records? Next Wednesday. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And your patience, what does he say? Somebody, oh, in your soul, it's King you know. James, so I don't know what it says. I don't know what it says. So, next week is our last weekly podcast. Yeah. We're going monthly. Um, we need to, it's for our lives, for our families, for just our sanity. We got to go. Sanity, dude. Because, Tony, you work tomorrow at 8 a.m., don't you? Like a mug. It's going to work 60 days a week, 60, 70 hours a week, dude. It just, it's just hard to do a weekly podcast for us. Stay gold. Cool. Tony's new, Tony's new stinking tattoos are awesome In case you want to You put a picture up on, on Instagram yet? You put a picture of your tat- tattoos uh-huh. yet? Put them up, dude So Put up your news We had a vote for our final week of podcasting Between Ghostbusters, Beverly Hills Cop, Beetlejuice, and Jurassic Park What's crazy is that Jurassic Park got its head kicked in Got two votes, that's it It got its head kicked in, dude Now, for the last two weeks, there's been a clear winner out front the whole two weeks. It has been, without a doubt, Ghostbusters for two weeks solid. It had the most votes. It was ahead of everybody. And today, in the 11th hour, Beetlejuice has arisen from the dead and taken the lead, which means till next week, for our final episode of the Red Room Theater. No, for the final weekly episode, fool. Final weekly episode of Red Room Theater. We are watching Beetlejuice. Damn sandworms. <laughs> <laughs> I then, am so excited to watch this. Michael Keaton? I'm going to wear my black checkered flannel to do the podcast next it week. It sounds incredible. So, Beetlejuice is next week. Watch it. Enjoy it. As always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next week at the Red Room Theater.